This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. <laughs> Welcome to the My Old Man Said podcast. I'm David Michael, the editor of MyOldManSaid.com. This is something for the weekend time. Joining me to discuss the latest goings on and to set us up for a very rare Saturday three o'clock kickoff, Mr. Chris Bird. Welcome. Hello, hello. What a novelty! Indeed, I don't know. It's, it's all this. This season's just flipped. One minute we're deep in depression in an apathetic mess suddenly we're finishing games off within ooh, what first 15 minutes 14 minutes wasn't it strictly speaking getting managers that have actually won trophies and have uh, Premier League experience before we get them oh, trophies and, in recent uh, memory as well playing back traditional uh, kickoff times as well so uh, all good it's, it doesn't take long for football to change they always say a week's a long time in football well but in our case it was you know Thursday night depressed a bit later on Thursday night was a bit better, and then by Sunday afternoon it was like hunky-dory. If you're only just started to listen to this podcast, something for the weekend is our quick catch-up, mainly based around uh, the press conference of the manager, and uh, it is uh, Mr. Aaron Danks's uh, second and last game in charge. I think the main question, which we'll get to... Uh, Shortly, is will he have the balls to continue the transformation that he uh, started against Brentford, i.e. will he keep certain players dropped? Now you've had a chance to sleep on it. Uh, any other thoughts on the uh, Unar Emery appointment? I think you've just got to look forwards, haven't you? It's, it, I think it's the best we were going to get, realistically. I think he's. I think we said on the previous show, he's probably a more elite manager than the British press are giving him credit for. Um, yeah. A very intense sort of football operator. It'd be interesting to see the dynamic between the players and him, who gets on with him, because it sounds like he's going to work them pretty hard, sort of mentally. Yeah, I mean, you always get that initial period of, uh, you know, some call it the new manager bounce, but within the whole corridors of Bodymore Heath, where there's that excitement, but then when the reality kicks in mm. of the hard work, the graph, the overanalysis, uh, you know, maybe let's say March, April, when it becomes the run of the mill day to day, 
day, that's when you'll find out the kind of character of these players and if they have the temperament to uh, exist in an Emery world. Yeah, I'd, 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 agree, I'd agree with that. And there's, you know, there's always normally when a, you know, a new manager comes in, there's a bit of a phoenix from the Flames player, isn't there? And you do wonder who's going to sort of come out of the, not necessarily the shadows, but who's going to kind of rise up and... There's no flames left. But <laughs> it's Ash- burnt out. Ashley Young has consumed them all. He is the phoenix from the Flames, literally, metaphorically, in his age, whichever which way. And that's another interesting thing. Now Lucas Dean is back. Will Danks keep him? He's got to keep that. He's got to keep him in the team. He should be on the bench. Who? Dinia? Oh, we're talking about Young. Now I said like Dinia should be on the bench. Oh yeah, yeah, drop, he should. Yeah, can't drop Young. You can't, you can't drop anyone. You've just won four nil. If you were forcing uh, Lucas Dean in, you you would then just switch uh, Young to right yeah. back and drop Cash. That's the only way I'd, I'd bring Dinia back. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. A little bit overhyped, well, to the point of hysteria about uh, Emery at the moment. But uh, we shall see how it pans out. It's always the same, you know, the same people hyping the hell out of. Uh, Emery now were uh, getting very excited about Gerard, only to really turn on him nastily. This is the problem. When you're so all-in, hype hysteria, you turn nasty when it goes wrong. That's why it's best just to look at the situation a bit more uh, rationally. I mean, I don't think Villa Real fans are actually crying about uh, him leaving. I think, uh, you know, they finished 7th, 7th, and they're 7th now, so... It, it's like they know they can get another manager in and uh, maintain where they were because you know they they finished fifth before he came in. So uh... yeah, I mean he's, he's achieved things that they've never achieved before. You know, to get to a Champions League final with that budget is incredible. To win them a trophy is incredible. Yes, yeah, sorry, to semi final is incredible. To win a European trophy, which is their first ever silverware and that's the big thing with him he's he's ticked the box and he's you know, almost like job done in, uh, for him there isn't it the, 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 yeah. the project is kind of done now they'll be eternally uh, grateful uh, for that but we did a, a reaction piece uh, to the emery signing them it'll be on the uh, podcast list of the show uh, before this show uh, where we looked in at it more detail and we'll, we'll go into even more detail in the main show uh, next week he was also at the helm of a Valencia team who were making waves. Uh, yep. That was like that's his real. That's where he kind of made his name uh, managerially. And, as and in, then Sevilla was when he really kind of um, ram- rammed it home, so to speak. Because I remember that Valencia team uh, back then. They were good, and it's it's like oh shit, it was it was Emery in charge? That's that's why they were uh, rocking and rolling. So it's all good on that front. But obviously, you know, La Liga is a different situation. Arsenal. Uh, I thought he did a, a good job on a very tricky wicket because you've got an impatient fan base you're following uh, Wenger you know there's been suggestions that he kind of uh, folded a bit as we see fans become quite toxic very quickly and when I say toxic I mean in Emery's case it was like the whole language thing it was taking the piss it was you know undermining the kind of seriousness of the of his demeanor and and character and uh, almost patronizing uh, what he was actually doing there and, you know, I don't think Emery's coming in for one, it's not a short-term uh, appointment for Villa. I mean, unless it goes tits up. No, otherwise he'd have taken a different job, wouldn't he? But I think there half the reason he's taken the Villa job is he sees the squad and he sees I can work with this and this isn't going to take much work. And ooh, we saw what Danks did, one bloody game, completely transformed it. And just the underlining, well, not even underlining, headlining fact that you make a big deal out of replacing Jack Grealish in the aggregate of three players and it takes over a year to actually start (laughs) those three players. I mean, that just sums up what has been going wrong with Aston Villa Football Club. From Christian Perslow's point of view, he's somebody, one thing I like 
about him coming to the club was the raising of standards, not being this kind of parochial brummy attitude that seemed to hold the club back a little bit in terms of its outlook and letting the likes of Manchester just rule the roost and the London clubs and not really banging our chests and going for it at certain times with you know Doug Ellis when we were on the uh, precipice of doing something and, and maybe having a legacy of a few seasons it was always like we took the cheap option or we didn't roll the dice so Perslow as, as we've seen doesn't mind spending because I think he equates spending with quality and that hasn't really paid off yet I mean, uh, and, and I can give you a load of examples, but this is just a, a shorter show. Yeah, and and the sort of they want to build a club, don't they? This is their, they want it on the field, but they want it off the field. They want the whole they want the whole package. Yeah, so it's all right throwing money at things and thinking it, that's just going to make it happen, and that gives you. But you've got to put some thinking behind it, and the fact that the managerial and coaching staff is that so far disconnected from the recruitment, where you replace what was deemed the key element of uh, of the team with three players. And you're using words like the aggregate, and then you, you don't start them together. You don't actually have a system to start them together, or you, that's what you perceive as you don't have a start of a sy- system because you want to, for some reason, you want to play this player and you want to play, you know, McGinn, you want to play Coutinho, and that means you can't actually play those players. The recruitment team, anyway, thought was the buy and the play to make, and that needs to be sorted out, or else we're going nowhere. It doesn't matter how much bloody money you drop you get people on twitter going oh well we've got to we've got to spend 200 million uh, every summer just to uh, keep up with the likes of newcastle no you don't you just got to get your bloody team right i mean look at, look at leicester leicester spent a bit of money but not a lot and they spent wisely and they got the recruitment right and you look at the infinite amounts of teams Brighton. I mean, yeah, Brighton. somebody was saying, you know, look at the example I used was look at West Ham and uh, Newcastle. And I would say, well, you know, look at Brentford and Brighton. They're pretty much the same ballpark of where West Ham now. And West Ham have only just risen up from below us uh, just because they've done well over the last couple of games. Anyway, let's uh, catch up with what's been happening this week in a Villa Minute. Yeah, some cheeky little uh, sponsor watch uh, being sent in, didn't we? I, I saw there was a there was some uh, brown paper envelopes in the PO box when I uh, yeah when I we're kind of back in the on. game after a couple of bad weeks for Villa, where no watch company would touch us with a barge pole, so we're kind of being um, what's the word rehabilitated, so to speak, in the uh, timepiece world. So Mr. Michael Cause was in touch with a mini Emery Parve gold tone watch, which is. Not great if you're a man, but it's it's quite a nice female's timepiece for those. Uh, it is it's coming up to Christmas. You know they, they they're paying cheap, don't they? Know our reputation. I mean, just because it's got the name Emery in, I thought oh, it's, oh they've just we'll got a manager Emery. Well, we'll we'll send them an Emery watch. I mean, gold tone. We need carrots. We need big carrots. <laughs> we need big carrots and big digit values. Like we're not talk- we don't want three figure watches. We're not interested in three figure watches. We need to power the show. It's not going to power the show past through the weekend. We need uh, more than three digits on v- watch values. Well, we need something for the weekend, not something for the next like three quarters of an hour. That's not even paying for the electricity to turn eBay on to sell the damn thing. <laughs> so uh, come on. What are they going to do next? Send us a uh, Coutinho watch. I'm sure there's one named after him. It comes with no batteries. Yeah, you're not joking. Let's see if it actually works, and let's time this fill a minute. Right, go. Following the guillotine falling on Stephen Gerrard in either the Craven Cottage car park or the coach back home, last man standing, Aaron Danks took over caretaker reins for Brentford. Danks decided it was time to unleash the aggregate, as Bailey, Ings and Buendia started for the first time together since Villa bought them. Out went Captain John McGinn and Jacob Ramsey, and a change of shape with Big Daddy Donker came in, 
alongside Louise to set up a balanced 4-2-3-1. In what could be described as Villa's best ever start to a Premier League game, they flew out the blocks with three goals in 14 minutes in front of the whole end. A Nanny McPhee corner routine dispatched by Leon Bailey, a well-worked Ings tapping followed by an Ings penalty after some pre-penalty Wiley Street Fox antics by Ashley Young. Chances came and went in an inspired first half display from a transformed Villa side. Three in at the break and it could have been more as Brentford were pulverised. Watkins got his deserved goal at the third time of asking as it finished 4-0 with Villa beating Brentford for the first time in their last eight attempts. A fast-working Villa hierarchy soon had a new man in charge at Villa Park as perennial Europa League winner Unai Emery arrived at Villa Park to add a touch of European class to B6. The former Sevilla, Valencia and Villarreal manager who had an 18-month stint at Arsenal signed a reported three-and-a-half-year deal with the club with the aim to guide the club's Europa League Valhalla. With Gerrard out the door, suddenly all the long-term injuries mysteriously began to clear up. Out of nowhere, Lucas Digne returned, as did Kamara, who wasn't expected back until 2023. With positivity in the air, Jedi Danks Villa head northeast to face the Toon Army in a classic good v evil battle as they look to scupper the Saudis building their top four footballing Death Star. Then it's the rise of Emery as the Galactic Empire rolls into Villa Park next week. <laughs> the dark side of football. Right, before we uh, get into uh, Mr. Dank's press conference, I uh, just want to give a big shout out and uh, thank you to all the My Old Man Said members for supporting the show. I will give uh, the new members a uh, shout out on the next main show uh, next week but it allows us to give you a show that uh, isn't just stating the obvious and regurgitating uh, let's say some dubious uh, journalistic output so uh, thank you very much for uh, supporting us as usual and if you want to become uh, a my own man said member and get ad free shows weekly extra shows and also uh, membership of the esteemed group match club which uh, we will be meeting for the newcastle game please do go to myomansaid.com and click on the members link there thank you very much and there it is that's as good as it gets on this stage nissan townstar ev strikes again it's an unstoppable van unstoppable Look, just fantastic you can actually see the pro pilot technology in action effortless parallel parking it moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty and with a bench full of all-star van experts there's real strength in depth here that's all-star quality search nissan townstar ev and visit your local all-star van center to see for yourself Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Right, will Danks have the balls to keep McGinn out of the team? I, I would, would you go with same again? I would start with the same again. Is there any uh, elements of surprise he might spring? Is there uh, 
any adaptions he'll make to Newcastle because I think it's a different kettle of fish obviously playing at St. James's against yeah. uh, the top four Death Star than Brentford they are flying at the minute I mean you could make I mean I would start with Buendia personally but I could see why you might play McGinn over Buendia or maybe Ramsey over Buendia in there just for a little bit of extra defensive legs who can kind of get around but yeah, I think Buendia knits that forward line together I'd start in terms with it, of. To be honest, I'd go with yeah, what if, you got. if you're going to have a go at them, I think, and as we keep saying, he's he's not bad off the ball uh, in no. terms of pressing higher up. So I would probably go. I mean, the Lucas Dean situation, maybe Young for Cash at right back, if only because if. San Maximan plays, I think he could have cash on toast, to be honest. Yeah, because he's going to be back from uh, recent injury, isn't he? Yeah, he's been out since, I think it's the end of August-ish. Yeah, whether they'd rush him back, because they are actually in uh, fine form at the moment uh, without him. I mean, they are actually, based on the the recent form uh, of last six games, they are the the number one informed team in the Premier League. Level on points with Chelsea, but have scored more goals. 1-4, drawn two. So uh, this is about as hard as it gets uh, in terms of form for Villa. Villa, by the way, are 12th at the moment, 1-2, drawn 2, lost 2. Even that Brentford game makes that look semi-respectable as well. <laughs> Better than it was anyway, yeah. <laughs> Even though they lost the last two I mean, they've got the Geordies are unbeaten in the last 13 against us, aren't they, at St. James's? We haven't had a great record there. Oh, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, well, let's go they were rubbish, it. let's be honest. We've had a few games in the last couple of years where you just, the last the game last season, that was the, the one when I started to really question Gerard. That was the first big red flag for me of his tenure. I was angry after that one. Having not won uh, St. James's for, uh, you know, 13, it's now 13 Premier League matches. When was the last time we beat them? Was it, it was the Kieran Dyer Lee Bowyer one, wasn't it? it was about- yeah, we, we literally need them to implode and fight each other to have any chance. Because <laughs> last year they just found a way. The year before that, of course, we'd, we threw away the game. Same in lockdown. There's, just, there's been a few times, really, where we've just gifted them the game when they've not really been very good. So as an away fan, I mean... You have to be up in up there in the gods and and suffer from vertigo and also never see a win. So it's not the greatest away trip. It's a good weekend out though. Yeah, yes. I mean, Newcastle's not a bad place. Maybe the football gods are lining this one up because uh, you know Villa haven't won in seven Premier League away games. So what do you think? Why not? <laughs> Is that, are we going to dent that? I, th- I certainly, I certainly think it'll be a good game because we'll have a go. There's no point in sitting back. If we beat Newcastle four nil. <sighs> Can you imagine? Then you're thinking, how much money have we just wasted on this Emery chap? <laughs> when we have the golden goose, and he, we've had the golden goose in our mists all this time. <laughs> the golden danks goose. The Death Star Destroyer. Yeah, it, it turns out to be the ultimate footballing coach. Always says he doesn't want the job, but he just keeps winning. You couldn't, you couldn't sack him if you tried? It'd be interesting to see if he's kept on, because he seems to just downplay, downplay his ambition in terms of uh, managerial jobs. He seems to be one of these kind of all-in coaches and just likes the concept of coaching people, if you know what I mean, the interaction... Uh, as well, you know, the ta- as well as the whole tactical side of things and the anal- analysis time side of things, I think he likes being just being on the pitches with them. Yeah, I'd, I'd imagine they'll keep him around. Certainly in the short term, maybe it'd be interesting to see come you know the turn of the year if he's still there, or certainly the end of the season. But I'd imagine to begin with, you need those sort of conduits who can. Well, you need continuity, you need continuity of some continuity, kind of yeah, form, exactly. Because this one, you, you, you see it already. They're going to uh, they're going to pander to Emery. They've spent big money on him, and that's part of the reason that he's also come. He didn't really have that much say. On, in terms of what he's going to have here compared to what happened at Arsenal where decisions were let's say perhaps uh, sometimes taken above his head but here I think he's going to be a bit more uh, balls deep shall we say uh, yeah you'd, you'd expect Langer and uh, Perslow to be they'll be challenged a lot more I'd imagine 
because he's got the clout to sort of go, listen, <laughs> I'm, I'm more established. And the contacts, especially in Spain, obviously. Yeah. But the thing is, we need to start, have some kind of overriding continuity. And that is the danger, as we've said, you know, with the three in the aggregate, and they only just started a year later. I mean, that is shambolic insight into what's happening. That can't happen. It's it's ludicrous. I mean, it shouldn't. And <laughs> the way it hasn't been actually questioned. I mean, I remember coming out with uh, when they actually played together for the first time. It was like months. I mean, this is obviously on the pitch at the same time. Time. I remember doing that's the first time that's happened and that was like months and months in I mean a lot of that was down to injuries but to actually not start after they've been fit respectively mad it's uh, it's kind of mad and we're considering you know the amount of money play, uh, paid on these players well when Buendia is your record signing and he's yeah been a bit part player he's kind of like what Watkins used to be yeah before him and then Ings would have been I mean that's you know 30 mil well, it's just no, it's no it's no coincidence, is it? You give Danny Ings good service and he scores goals. Yeah, that's uh, another problem. Uh, there's a couple of things that's happened, haven't there? The whole idea of right, right we're giving up on Watkins as a as a centre forward. We're getting him on the wing because a he's very effective there. His main attributes thrive out there anyway. The ability just to uh, consume pretty much a whole backline. I mean, he can take two or three uh, defenders on on his own. Give him or be a handful. Yeah, and, and it's his pace. He's a willing runner. Um, you sort of see his physicality a bit better there than down the middle against a you know six foot five towering centre back. With his, and, and it's the thing with him and Bailey not having them playing with their back to goal. Yeah, and that's going to get you further up the pitch, uh, and i.e. crossing it into the box for a striker to be actually, uh, and that Ings goal uh, against Brentford where he's actually taking a shot on the edge of the eight, uh, six yard box. That was like a fucking novelty. That was. I can't remember the last time we've had a tap. And we played through them at pace. It was more like when you'd see sort of Target and Grealish combine at times, where you have those little passes that are just cut cut a defence in half. And then, so that was the first main sacrifice Danks did. And then, uh, obviously, uh, to create that double pivot and a balanced uh, backline, I mean, there's different ways of doing it. But in terms of uh, if you're going to have to get Watkins out wide, you're going to, and Buendir in the team, you're going to have to play that three behind the, the front man. So you're going to have to play a deeper two, a double pivot, or whatever you want to call it. And for my money, McGinn doesn't play there. No, and uh, for Danks's money, McGinn doesn't play there, and it, I think Dendonka actually, though, if he starts, it'd be a good, it'd be a better test uh, against Newcastle to see how he plays in adversity and against the team that are playing well. Because I, I think, let's be honest, Villa played very well. Villa played very well, sorry, but Brentford were kind of crap compared to the levels they've been at recently. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I think if you go three 0 up in the first fifteen minutes, you're not giving a team to. St- settle into any rhythm or pattern so it's easy to oh Brentford was shit it's easy to look at that and I've seen people do that but I'm sorry but they drew against Chelsea the game before we, we basically punched them in you know, it's like in boxing it was a knockout blow wasn't it you know if you get hit hard in the first round doesn't matter if you're the greatest boxer in the world you know if you get banged repeatedly yep. in the first round you're going to struggle in the rest of the fight no, and that's what happened that. we gave them a bloody nose straight away and then you know we gave them a, a cut above both eyes <laughs> within the first 15 you know minutes yep. so but i think uh in terms of just going back to dendonka playing the uh, DM uh, just a bit more of an effervescent athletic and, and faster team and, and balanced team Newcastle I think more of a threat overall and you know you're playing at St James's where we're, we're we're pretty much historically shite there yes it'd be a good battle that though actually you know um, Dendonker against Joe Linton that'll be a good uh, be a good midfield battle that one I mean Joe Linton's been like this kind of revelation hasn't he from uh, forward to midfielder yeah transformed Played further up on in the the four four three they played when they were away against Spurs when they beat them, but he seems to be uh, in the middle three of four three three when when they play at home. Well, it'll make for that'll make for a good battle with Dendonka or Louise. You'd imagine it'd be Dendonka who goes 
toe to toe with him. Yeah. Is Target been injured? He's not been playing, has he? No. Uh, Burns been playing at uh, left back with uh, Trippier on the right. So I, I haven't seen. I don't know what's happened to Target actually. Well, they bought Botman in, didn't they? In the summer, he was like one of their big signings. Don't expect to see Target, who's now a squad filler already at uh, Newcastle. Well, he's kind of in and out of the team, isn't he? Whether it's a tactical yeah, thing. I think he's played four games, started four games this season, uh, come on, uh, made four subs appearances as well. The irony of leaving Villa because he didn't fancy, he would have got games as well because uh, obviously Lucas Dean's yeah. been injured a, a few, yeah, a few so. times now. Uh, I still think the big signing, why they are, uh, why they've made a legitimate surge this season is, I think, the Pope signing. Uh, you always need a, a top class keeper, and I think Pope's done really well for them so far. He has, and I think it was a good piece of business. You know, they didn't spend silly money on him, and they've, they've, they've got their back line sorted out. And they, you know, for a, for a long time, they were they, just, they always had a mistake in him. Whenever you saw them at Villa Park, you just thought, oh, these are there for the taking. They look a lot more solid across the team in general, and they're only going to, you know, you'd think they're only going to continue over the next couple of transfer windows. Yeah, they only been beaten once this season. Yeah, the only game they've lost was at Anfield. Yeah, they went through a period of a, a few draws. I mean, they've they've drawn more than they've actually won, but uh, at the same time. Uh, only Manchester City and Arsenal uh, have also lost just one game this season. So, I mean, that's the the main stat you look at to see if you've got a proper team is like if you've only lost one game out of 12, that means you're going in the right direction. I mean, you look at Villa, they've lost half the games already. <laughs> yeah. Well, if Newcastle, look, since he's come in, you have to give Howe credit. Um I mean, I used them as the example, certainly more last season before they did some of the investment. They were just a team that they believed in what their manager was telling them. When Villa's, you know, when Villa under Gerrard were kind of fucking around and couldn't tactically get their house in order, Newcastle said, this is the plan, this is what we're going to execute. And they were, and they, you know, they got themselves out of a pretty perilous position at one point. I mean, we had it was about a 10 or a 12 point head start on them. And they still yeah. finished above Gerrard, which you have to give them credit, but it also showed how inept Gerrard and Villa were in the second half of the season. Yeah, it was like that season before when we had a good few points on uh, Arsenal and I think and Leeds as well. Yeah, well, and then they managed to finish above us as well. And they both finished above us and you're thinking, eh. I mean, I you know, said publicly, uh, you're going to be disappointed if, you, if Arsenal finish uh, above you. But yeah, this is one uh, where you can't complain if you get a point. If you manage to get a point, you in isolation that's probably a very good result uh, considering uh, how good Newcastle are but sometimes the football guards with the fact that Villa haven't won yet Newcastle will will fancy this one obviously but they'll they'll look at it with a bit of caution you'd have thought because yeah, they won't pay that much attention to you know a, a win out of nowhere against Brentford I don't think I don't know I think the fact that it was a change of shape and with the new manager coming in they'll be sort of thinking well Villa will probably come here and have a go but I think it'll be one of those what we've we've spoken about managers respecting us too much on paper How I don't won't. think I don't think they will on that respect so uh, we'll have to be uh, at it we can't just uh, drift through this game I think we'll pr- pretty much you know start with the same intensity as we did against Brentford and uh, give them a bit of a, a bit of a scare well, you want you almost want to give yourself something to defend away from home start well make them chase because we've you know St James's in recent years has been a, a difficult place for the home side to play at the moment the fans really believe you know they've got their sort of yeah. that, that atmosphere back and if they start well they get on top of you very quickly you know once the Georges as a fan base have momentum uh, they're one of the more significant home uh, well, they're all in forces aren't they they're yeah. all in and, and that's why it becomes a difficult uh, situation especially with your away support up in the gods where they can't influence the game at all yeah I mean Villa have got a lot of work to do in terms of building back their Premier League pedigree because again when you look at 50 head-to-head games in the in the Premier League since it's been formed against Newcastle the fact that they've won 23 and we've only won 11 
gives you an indication of how other teams must look at us now. It's, uh, I mean, we think that Newcastle are below us uh, in the scheme of things. But in modern day Premier League, they've won over twice as many games against us. So there's there's got to be a bit of a reset. And we've got to get into Europe SAP because they'll be there pretty much uh, this season, I would imagine, in some capacity. In some capacity, yeah, you'd think so. You'd imagine they'll probably end up being sort of best of the rest. Right, uh, pools panel result. Mom's pools panel result. What are you going for? You're going to go first. Home win. I'm going to go for score draw. Ooh, score draw. I think I'm. J- I'm just relaxing. <laughs> oh, we, 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 we we said before we came on air, didn't we, that we're we're all in on that Man United doubleheader next week. Yeah, all in on the Man United doubleheader. Relaxing for the Newcastle game. I'm taking the rose tinted off, the claret and blue tinted off. But as I've said, I've dropped hints enough about the football gods, so. Uh, Will not be a surprise, but uh, I'm not going full goldfish in terms of uh, thinking that we're just going to go up to St. James's and batter them. No, it'd be hilarious if we did, but you can't see it. That would be disrespectful to our hosts. Well, and you, you also you want to get out of uh, the Death Star alive, don't you? Because you know, their owners don't have a particularly great uh, re- <laughs> reputation. <laughs> I think on that note, uh, before we get arrested, before that double header against <laughs> Manchester United, uh, I think it's time to go. Ta up. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.